informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. The Super Bowl Party Edition. It's Brian here, and I've got Elliot with me. Hey, how are you doing? I've also got our frequent guest, Alan. Oh, I went all in on my fantasy this draft or this year, and you know what? It uh, backfired immensely. Ah, I'm a champion. I'm a fantasy champion. Oh. That's right. That's I'm right. Me, uh, me. I'm He's a, a fantasy quitter. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I I I like my uh, my Browns, you know, from Ohio. I had the sense enough to like know when to stop and back away. Yeah. This is not for this is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, like uh, we had a uh, one of our our lower seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like some of the top players, but you know, some of them got injured, and then he just had he just never fixed his lineup. So now at some point, you're like two and six on the season. So mm-hmm. it's like. Hey, what's, what's the a, point, you know? But some of those lower seeds, though, somehow ended up running the table. They didn't make it to the playoffs to the final rounds, but they actually, like, ended up making it to, like, third place they kept, overall because they, they ended up beating everybody. So they kept it interesting. Oh, yeah. Right. I, unfortunately, I was like, you know what? The Vikings are kind of doing pretty good. Uh, Kirk Cousins slinging it. Dalvin Cook is running it. And I did a oh, couple of trades. Yeah, I know. I did a couple of trades, and I, I gave up like uh, Woods and who was the other player? I gave up AJ Brown. Yeah. Well, they had oh. well. I mean, AJ Brown's a good target, but you know he didn't have the most spectacular season this this season. He had good games, but but Woods got injured, and I did pick up OBJ. So yeah, at least. That's- that kept it a little. That was a good pickup if your fantasy season extended into the playoffs. Right? Yeah, which mine's uh OBJ definitely came on once the playoffs started. He's, he did okay the last couple games. I mean, he was only with them for a couple games before the end of the season. See, once his dad shared that video of, like, all the times he was open. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, everybody gets open all the time. It's the NFL, right? But, like, the fact that Baker Mayfield couldn't make the relevant throws, like, at all. When when Stafford is brought into the picture, the fact that Stafford gave Megatron the stats that he gave him, it's just like, look, I'm not calling OBJ Megatron, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Odell Beckham Jr. is relatively capable enough to get numbers mm-hmm. to have, you know. And on the other side, he can get out there mm-hmm. and, you know, because Matthew Stafford likes to throw for oh. miles. You know, and if you, it helps to have a wide receiver that can run for miles, mm-hmm. right? And all yeah, he that. definitely fit into the Robert Woods role. Well, Next year's going to be real interesting when Robert Woods comes back. Then they're going to have two guys on the outside that are insane deep threats. Well, but here's the thing, though. But here's here's the issue, though. Odell Beckham Jr. is a is a is a he's a one year rental, isn't he? He's a, he's a creature of habit. He does not like to share. Because he, he mm-hmm. you know, because he, because here's the thing, go, let's go back. The reason he, he was complaining in Cleveland was because of the fact he wasn't getting the ball enough. And he was sharing the ball with Jarvis Landry. Who was who, a former teammate of his, too. And is also a deep, a deep threat, a talented wide receiver. And then there were talented tight ends. Like, so Baker, Baker Mayfield is by no means Matthew Stafford by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But he's not Eli Manning either. Mm-hmm. At all. Because Eli, like, 
You can, you, you can be standing in front of Eli Manning and he'll miss you. See, like, but here's the thing. Eli Manning at least gave you two Super Bowls. And until Baker Mayfield can do that, it's like, hey. All right, that's fair enough. But I'm like, but I'm, but hey, I never espoused that Baker, Ma- that Baker Mayfield was great at anything. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's a, he's, but he is better than me, which I'm not saying a whole lot. But, um, but he, but, but you no, know, but he did get an upgrade for right now with Matthew Stafford, and there's not really a whole lot of other wide receivers that are going to compete with for the ball. Mm-hmm. So he, although Beckham Jr. at least for now is not going to pull Antonio Brown and have a temper tantrum and ruin the good thing, you know, for now. But we'll see. There's we'll see always, what happens tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, or tonight for that matter. Well, and here's what happened last time that the Rams had you know three more than capable wide receivers. It was still Cooper Cup, Woods. Mm-hmm. And one Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was the younger guy of the three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got rid of him. They sent him down here to Texas. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks had an interesting career because, by all accounts, he's he was... not a bad locker room guy. But he's been on three... Like, he had a three teams in three years stretch. Because mm-hmm. he was in New Orleans. And, and he's very injury prone, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he had a good season and he didn't get injured this year much, you know, so... Well, I mean... You know, nobody was really going their hardest at the Texans. Yeah. But the, the, the Texans were. Laramie Tunsil got a thumb injury, and he's like, you know what, guys? That's uh, basically the, te- the, the Texans. Let me, let really me call a hard. cab out of here with this broken thumb. Like he did a he did a umaga. <laughs> like, but let's face it, though. Nobody in the Texans was going really hard. I mean, they're like, the only person that really went hard was the head coach that got He was like, I am out of here. Well, <laughs> Bet, I am gone. And who blames him? Cause like I would if I have my first I worked all this time to get to the top uh, a top level position for in my field and then my first job is the dumpster fire that was in Texas this past year yeah I'm like I mean he got fired David Coley was very very happy to have the job and he actually had an interview where he like the first thing he did was like go to go to his father and be like hey dad I'm a coach of the NFL you know so like. His dad, I don't think he got to see him play mm-hmm. because he, he passed away in, between the signing and the first offseason, mm-hmm. preseason game. Mm-hmm. He managed, he didn't manage to pass away. He passed away. Before and, he did, yeah, but yeah. he had to tell his dad that I'm but, a coach. Yeah. And they did give him a four-year contract. And I think the plan was to have him maybe a two, three-year mm-hmm. gap coach. Mm-hmm. But some of the... Draft pieces that they did get showed a lot of promise, and Davis Mills mm-hmm. is probably the second. Mm-hmm. I mean, behind Mac Jones, who was like the one rookie who was mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. over the top for rookies. Listen, hey, I believe in Pep Hamilton. You can believe all you want. This is not the Texans' hour. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> but that that being said, this is a we perfect. got a Super Bowl to talk about. <laughs> that, that's, that's true. But, They're but, not even talking about but, the Super Bowl. But that, but, but that being said, before we go further, you've been tearing into these wings that are sitting on a plate I, right I here. I have, and listen. So we did a Elliot eats yesterday at Just Mac. Yes, we did. And Just Mac and Montrose, they have like uh, wings of Houston as part of their. Uh, their whole restaurant space, mm. and oh, no. you got some yesterday. Got them for your wife. Mm-hmm. She uh, raved about them, I guess, because yeah. you called me last night, mm-hmm. and like literally, we had a ten minute conversation about these wings mm-hmm. that neither of us had eaten yet. Mm-hmm. And so, Elliot, you brought them to the Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. and they're freaking delightful. 
Right. They have there's so many offerings that just like we couldn't have them all. But the ones we did get though for today was Old Blake Chesapeake, Mango Habanero, and Which I think uh, was the last one I just had. Okay, um, the maple bacon. Oh, Jesus this? And shoot, what was the last one? Sweet Sriracha or something? Yes. Sweet sweet sriracha chili. <laughs> and I, I just took took in the bite of uh the mango habanero. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> like, seriously, like, look, just imagine, and the Montrose location is at 106 um, Westheimer. It's like, just as you're heading into downtown Houston, mm-hmm. that's where, that's that, that's one, that's the location that, you know, where we were last night and where I got the wings. And I liked them so much. I liked the, I was so impressed with the, with everything about them that I got wings for my family as well. So, but today is actually my nephew, Levi's birthday. Shout out to Levi. He's three. But it had to, but but I was like, yeah, I don't want to make sure I got Brian all, you know, Brian and I got ours to talk about, and these are delicious. Yeah, they're freaking excellent. Yeah, like go there for the mac and cheese. This is definitely more than one day type of thing because they actually like got a selection, and so I mean, we have to go back to try some of the other things that are on there. But the signature, they nailed that, and then yeah. the wings, which. Yeah, yeah, they're freaking good, and definitely like because it's good alternative. Also, it says like you got a Super Bowl party you're planning for, mm-hmm. and typically you go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. And there's nothing wrong with Buffalo Wild Wings. We just went yesterday for to watch the UFC fight, right? See, but you know, if you want to do something different, these actually would be right up there to give that a shot. Mm-hmm. As as we take a break to bite into the wings, yeah, right. <laughs> this is great radio while we're sitting here eating. Yeah, yeah. Remember this way. These are so good that you know we're not sharing. I mean, you know, Alan, the, 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 we got to set up for you. Oh no, yeah, that's you, fine. You, you're gonna have to get your own. No, I, <laughs> like, like I said before we started, uh, the reason why I was a little bit late was because we were coming from downtown for from Valentine's dinner with the parents. Oh, so showing love to the parents. Shout out to the parents. <laughs> That's how that's how he got here because the <laughs> they're directly responsible for his presence because the dad was definitely like making sure that mom was staying right for the house for Valentine's Day. Yeah, when's your birthday? November. So well, and here's the thing: I'm actually seven seven months, so oh. like two months premature. So I should have been born in I think January. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Eleven minus seven is April. Hey, buddy, you want to know what... So, a little spring you want, fever, You want pal. to know what day it is? It's the 16th, so, like... A little know? spring fever, a little yeah. tax day. Tax <laughs> 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 <Next> day, baby. <laughs> so, shout out to my wife for... Not uh, for, 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 try, for, for trying the wings oh. and loving them. This is a happy Valentine's Day uh, to me from her, so... <laughs> They're a real good solid for uh, Elliot Eats, and this podcast is none of those things because yeah, we had to talk about these wings. And and like uh, Brian had sent me like possible topics, and I was like, well, I'll make a list of uh, top five foods, you know, for for like a viewing party or something. Oh yeah, wings was definitely my top, you know. Mm-hmm. So and top we're gonna three. we're gonna get back to those. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about the menu we got for tonight, besides the wings. Oh. I'm pretty pleased with myself. It's barely 3 o'clock, baby. As we wrap up the 
um, football season, we've got NBC doing the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Which means we get Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the booth. Now, the Al Michaels portion of this, I'm very pleased about. Love me some Al Michaels. The Chris Collinsworth, on the other hand, he needs to go away. He is the absolute worst analyst on television in football today. Really? I thought it was Troy Aikman, but my bad. No. I thought it was uh, Tony Romo. No. Yeah. He he doesn't put his back into it. I'm I'm going to offer up a little bit here. (laughs) I actually did a little bit of research. I know. Shocker. Research was done. For an episode of this podcast is none of those things. And I have the current broadcast booths, and then I have my proposed changes. Hmm. Well, can we propose maybe possible Dark oh. Horse entrance? Oh, you guys will be able to get in, but um, let me go through the current first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, whatever Jokers ESPN's trotting out. I don't know, it's like, what is it, Sean McDonough and Booger and... I don't know. It's a joke. I watched the Manning cast. Sunday Night Football, you got Michaels and Collinsworth. But they have an alternate duo of Tarico and Breeze. Like, good on Drew Breeze for getting in, the, in that booth right away. Mm-hmm. Thursday Night Football, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. The CBS A-team, Nance and Romo. And the Fox A-team is Buck and Aikman. Then the rest, is there's a lot of who... Ian Eagle and Charles Davis for CBS, Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta for CBS, Andrew Catalan and James Lofton, mm-hmm. Kevin Harland and Dr- Trent Green, which actually they're excellent. What was that, TBS? CBS. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, Harland and Trent Green do the Monday Night Football national radio for Westwood One. I remember Harland from um, TBS. These are called the NBA games. Spiro Didis and Jay Feely. Tom McCarthy and Tiki Barber. That's your CBS roster. Your Fox roster, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth. Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. Chris Myers and Moose Johnston. Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. Gus Johnson and Akib Talib. So, my proposal for the Monday Night Football booth... Al Michaels and both Mannings. I think that Al deserves better in the twilight of his career than Chris Collinsworth. And it would give Monday Night Football that it relevancy would, that it once had. Like absolutely. Monday Night Football was the end of the week. Like you yep. know, you had Sunday Night Football, but Monday night it's like you get out of school, you go, you know, you, you're going to watch Monday Night Football, and the rest of the week is set up. You know, absolutely. My Sunday Night Football booth, and this is where we're going to disagree. Nance and Romo. I love Nance and Romo. I think they'd be great on Sunday Night Football. Thursday Night Football, currently Buck and Aikman. I'm going to leave it Buck and Aikman. You know why? Nobody cares about Thursday Night Football. Let them, they can still have a primetime game, but they can get the garbage primetime game. Well, see, and I I thought Thursday Night Football's going to get moved to like it Amazon is. or it's, something like that. So, and there was rumors that they wanted Troy Aikman to be the man in the booth, so that would actually fit. So, and then the CBS A team, Tariko and Breeze. I'm moving them to the CBS A team. The Fox A team. And there's Drew on NBC. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, you said that, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tariko is like, you know, 
That's, that's yeah, the, Tariqa and Breeze are on the pregame show right okay. now on okay. NBC. My my Fox A team is Kenny Albert and Nate Burleson. We're pulling Nate Burleson off the pregame show for CBS. Mm-hmm. We're putting him in the booth. And he's going to be in the Fox A team. He is excellent as an analyst for a guy just coming out of playing in the league a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He's doing excellent work. And I'll, I'll be honest, besides these primetime ones and these A teams, I don't really care about the rest. Kevin Harland is excellent. Him and Trent Green are great. Ian Eagle is excellent. You know, it really doesn't matter at that point. Now, you're telling do me you I want to see WrestleMania from there? On no. task. On task. <laughs> so. Alan, you got any alternatives here? Elliot's got a mouthful of chicken wings right now, so you're going first. Well, <laughs> see, the only thing that I'd really disagree with is Tony Romo. Just the beginning was very, very on, spot on, like with the play calling. But just, you know, two, three years removed from playing and not being in, facing the defenses that he was just so familiar with and the offensive schemes. He's just been calling so many wrong plays. Like, he was just like Magic Romo, you know. He's like, oh, we're going to run this play right here. And, you know, after two years, it's not there anymore. And you know I, think, I think his, his booth partner is just like really disgusted at the end of the game because he's just not really doing the caller commentating job where it's like you're adding a little bit of spice. You don't want to drop the whole salt and pepper you know, shakers into the thing. You're just sprinkling it on there. Now, you know, but now you understand why the Cowboys didn't win anything while he was quarterback. If he could have read the defenses while he was under center like he did from the booth, they'd have won like five Super Bowls. Like, holy cow. And here's my proposal. Why don't we have the quarterback wear a VR headset from the booth? You know, with a camera from the booth, that way he just knows. I throw it here. Bam. That's a joke. That's not. I know. I was baffled. Like, where are you going this? He'd get obliterated. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I, I think. I think on Thursday they should bury Aikman and Romo, put them together inside the booth. No, you need a play-by-play. Guy. Call the, exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly what. Oh, you... What if we had Taz and Jerry Lawler in the booth? Okay. I mean. <laughs> I mean, just... good old Jr. could call football. <laughs> I don't know that Taz and and, and <laughs> the King could. Um. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put it this way: Troy could be the play-by-play guy, and Romo could be the color commentator because we know that his head's never really been in the game anyway. So it just stays. It's just like why split hairs? Indeed. Okay, so I will say this: the reason I left Buck and Aikman even in because I I initially wanted to just cut them. Put them out the pasture. They've been together for 20 years. I don't know if they think they're... Yeah, I know, right? Wow. I know. Hold them right to You think that makes you feel old? Um, uh, me and Elliot remember when Aikman was playing and Buck was just play, calling baseball games. And, and, his, and, and, his, no, and his dad was still calling baseball games. <laughs> like that's how old we are. <laughs> We've gone through the announcers. The, so the reason I kept, I kept them together is they have both taken to bitching about officiating every game that they call. Yeah, and I love it. 
I love it. They're just like bitter old dudes complaining about the refs. It's freaking amazing. It makes me happy. Well, you gotta wonder how much of that are they getting from like you know pre pre how do you call it the pre game meetings with the players you know because they they talk about the concerns that they have in the game the plays that they're gonna run stuff like that so you know the last two seasons there's been a lot of uh, power given to the refs and like the type of fouls and the type of taunting if you could even calling if it like because I don't Which, see it as taunting listen but they see it as taunting Joe Buck defending taunting makes me laugh because one of the big things that he did to piss off everybody back in the day was when Randy Moss f- pantomimed mooning Green Bay fans <laughs> Joe Buck went on this that's disgusting rant and it was like dude you are such a toolbox like <laughs> Especially when you come to find out that Green Bay fans were legitimately mooning the Vikings bus. On the way into the game. On the way in. <laughs> and it's like, no, that makes sense. Like, that, like if Vince McMahon could write WWE to make that much sense, we, I might actually watch it again. Like, it was a proper heel response yeah. to what was going on. So, that is my fix for the football booths. Yeah, it would make the booths a lot more Michaels and the Mannings, I think, would be amazing. And, you know, the, the Manning cast, it's fun with the guests, but you can see how some of the guests are corporate-driven. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't want to say that the Mannings wouldn't talk to some of the people that they have on. I'm just saying, what is the point of them being on? Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm not saying they're not, you know, somewhat relevant to the Mannings, but I am saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's more people. But <laughs> listen, listen. Everybody knows who Megan Rapinoe is. I yeah. Know. No. <laughs> I have no idea who Megan Rapinoe is. Soccer was. player from the national team. We have a soccer national team. We sure do, and the women's <laughs> national team is fantastic. Oh no, and they're yeah. actually, world champs, and they're fun to watch, and they kick ass, and they take names, and then everybody got mad at them because they sued, so they could make as much money as the men's national team, who I couldn't name a single player from, but I can name women's soccer players on our national team. They might not all be current, but. <laughs> I couldn't name you a single player from the men's team. So, that's the bottom line. Yeah. They should pay those ladies. They're getting endorsement deals. They're winning games. Yeah, and like the national team Are we missing the Rock's whole pregame intro? Like, it's 4 o'clock. Like, it doesn't matter if we're missing the Rock's intro. He's so to know his role. Well, it's, it's an intro of the Olympics and the Super Bowl. And the Bowl, Super Bowl, so. because... NBC just has a cup runneth over situation where they've got the Olympics and the Super Bowl at the same time. We're going to get some monobob tonight. Which is probably the reason why like, we're seeing right now the understanding. Can, can they do a multicast where it's like they have the Super Bowl going and it's like, all right, here's the gold medal for this. Here we go. Technically, if I put up another TV <laughs> and hooked up my Peacock stream, we could absolutely do both because I guarantee you they've got Olympic coverage going on too. Yeah. 
Super gold Sunday. I do like like good for them for leaning into it. And Is that really outside the stadium? That's that's not real, right? Yeah, that it is. is. The water? Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's called a pool. And they're no, on the this coast. blue this blue right here on the Yeah. Front. Really? Yeah, I mean the the little sign isn't real. No, of course. Yeah, they don't have a <laughs> giant floating. That's their, that's their crappy AR graphics. No, I don't no. know why they do that. I, I was wondering if the ocean right there, the pool so, right there, was AR. Super Bowl menu. So here at the Casa de Brian at the Dirty Dina Studio Super Bowl party, we are going to be having chili cheese dog sliders. Right. I I am puzzled, but I took chili cheese dogs and I've made them into slider form. We also have. We're, we're going to have um, Sloppy Joe Meatballs. Okay. Again, puzzled but intrigued. I just took meatballs <laughs> and put them in a crock pot with <laughs> Sloppy Joe sauce. Tammy is bringing a buffalo chicken dip uh, and a seven-layer dip and the appropriate chips for those. Oh. And Elliot brought the wings. Mm-hmm. So what... Which your brother is partaking in right now. Yeah. What do you think? And ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing left on the plate. But the, <laughs> but the bones. But the bones. <laughs> and, it's, so, and the dogs are, are like frustrated. Like, we smell flavors and we can't have none. We can't have can. the flavors, but I gave them a little bit of chicken. Because he's because he's, Brian is a loving dog owner. Betty White would love him. May she rest in peace. So, talked about the menu we're going to have here tonight. Elliot, what is your go-to Super Bowl party snack? Oh well, I should have asked this before I cooked. <laughs> I, mean, next I, year. I like I mean, wings, nachos. I like something simple. I mean, I'm not really. Um, I, I like hamburger sliders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if people can do them right, you know, and uh, some type of dip in chips, you know, and that's basically it. I mean, of course, pizza. When I was really allowed to eat pizza, <laughs> like, you know, right? like you know, but that's right, Doctor Johnson. I stayed away from the pizza this year. I obeyed. Um, There's still time for me to order something. <laughs> yes, I know. But you see that little tear on the side of my eye. I like a good pizza. Alan, hit us with your Super Bowl snack list. Oh man, I was about to go grab some snacks. Okay, so <laughs> honestly, I'd go with probably like a. A bowl of candy. So like bowl of candy. Okay, no, hold on, hold on. This bowl is this, is a, this is a list right here. All right, list number five. A bowl. Of, so like the bottom of the list, right? What kind of candy? Uh, something like peanut M and M's. You know, something sweet, some okay. type of chocolate. Okay. okay. And number four, probably like I say, like a, a charcuterie board kind of thing. You know, charcuterie board. Look at you yeah. being all bougie. You know, it's just like some something of an assortment. You know. Uh, three, I'd definitely go wings. You know, you can't go wrong with wings. That's, that's a strong favorite. Two, oh man, I dug myself into a hole. I should have gone up, down. <laughs> <laughs> Two, you know, being, being from Texas, I think for something for game day, it's like, you know, barbecue. You can't go wrong I, with it's, that. It's tough to argue with that. It's tough to argue with that. And number one. Being 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 Mexican, anything for game day, you know, you can't go wrong with like some some Tex Mex fajita, with like you know guac and some onions, something like that. You know, I know I know you said you know, that's not that's not your typical list, but you know it's just 
when no, it's that's a pretty my solid list. Yeah. Um, so when I first moved down here, I lived with Elliot for a few months. Yeah. And during those that time, we had um, Monday Night Football. We'd have everybody come over. And because I was not working, well, I was DJing but mm-hmm. not doing the day job thing, I would go nuts cooking and I would theme it to who was playing. Ah, from the so city. So like, when the Cowboys were playing, I made brisket tacos. Um, when the Steelers were playing, that's when I decided to learn how to make pierogies. Oh. And I made pierogies and kielbasa. Um, when Green Bay was playing, beer brats on pretzel rolls mm-hmm. served with mac and cheese. Yeah. Just fully Wisconsin. Um, I thought about doing for today. I thought about serving Skyline Chili uh. and fish tacos. Well, I mean, you did make the chili, though. I did make chili, but I did not make any spaghetti to put it over. Put it but, over. <laughs> well, the Rams are originally from Los Angeles, right? They're not from St. Louis originally? Um, no. They're from St. Louis originally? No. I actually want to say the Rams' actual original home may have been Cleveland. Mm. Let's find out. But they did the smart thing and got out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. So, Elliot, you got any uh, any more uh, snacks you want to add to your list? Mm, not really. Okay. We have covered announced teams. We've covered Just Mac Wings. We've covered Super Bowl snacks. There is one last thing for us to do. And that is to make our picks. Elliot, the Ohioan, wearing a Buckeyes shirt today. Right. Who is your pick to win the Super Bowl? I'm actually... <laughs> Tell the microphone. I know. I'm thinking. <laughs> like, as I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> like... <laughs> yes, massive. <laughs> okay. So, I'm thinking LA Rams because they're the home team. Yeah. So, how weird is that? 54 Super Bowls, no home team in the, in the game. The last two, oh, there's like, a home team yeah. in the game. So you're going Rams? Yeah, because they should. They better win because that's this is like they have home field advantage. If they don't, <laughs> like, I mean, this, this will be the one year that like I do not blame the Bengals for like not if they don't win. Like, look, <laughs> you you had a you you literally of everybody else, you were playing the home team in their stadium, in their part of the state, the whole bit. So, but that's that's the whole part of the underdog story, but, you know. You can't ever c- count out someone like Joey Scoro. I'll give you the score. What's the you score? score? I, I do. It's going to be thirty-five, thirty-two. Okay, that's a pretty good. That's a that's a big so game. So you're going. You're that's going a big Rams game right by there. three. Yeah, with a lot of offense. That's a, that's that's an offensive that's, game. That's setting the See, number. I didn't look up the Vegas number because 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 and, and the reason why is I do know the fact that Burrow he's a game he's not only is a good quarterback he's a gamer and it's mm-hmm. just like he doesn't like sit there and like complain about the fact that I got sacked nine times. No, he mm-hmm. got up. He got sacked nine times. Got up ten mm-hmm. and like and, and, and one, one and and one right you yeah. know. 
And which is why I don't want to dis- like discount, you know. But the thing the is, is that though, when Von Miller is the defender on the other side, and, and he's Donald the old, he hits on you the other side. He hits, he hits, and somebody else is on the other side. And, and like, let's say, but I'm saying that he Von Miller hits you nine times. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like it, it, it's, so sometimes, sometimes it matters who's hitting you. Well, sometimes it matters. Right? It, it does, like, you know. So. But if Aaron Donald gets nine sacks, he's the MVP of the game. Oh, absolutely. You're taking the over, obviously, Elliot, because the over, the over underline is 48 and a half. He's saying 60 points. He's saying almost he's 70 saying. points. 35 and 32 is uh, 67. Because, I mean, because you got, you got, look, look, also, you, we're talking about, like, on the offensive side of, on, like, you know, you got, uh, the Rams got Stafford, and of course they got Cooper Cup, as well as OBJ. And all that, right? The Bengals, besides Burrow, I mean, their wide receiver core has actually been doing a really good job, especially that Chase, mm-hmm. you know, who's like you know former teammate, former college teammate, you know, you know for for Burrow and LSU. So LSU is actually, I didn't go to LSU, that's why I don't have the shirt. But like LSU is being represented strongly today in this game, you know, Three, show, four players at least, yeah, you know, and under own and good portion of their own the offensive side, so. I think that, but I just think that that little edge on defense, I think this is where I think the Von Miller's not, obviously not going to stop Burrow and them, but the point that they need him to stop him, like when it is that close and they need to, like they got that score of 35 and they don't want, yeah. he goes, said he'll stop that, <laughs> right? And yeah. then that's where that comes in. Right? I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I did not watch the Kansas City uh Bengals game because I, I kind of like watched I was watching and it was like 14-0 and I was like oh well this is this is a rep you know Kansas City they, the last two years they've done this and out of nowhere you know I, I think I took a nap and I just you know everybody on the uh, fantasy chat was like greatest game ever blah 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 I'm like wow what did I just miss <laughs> so I mean the the offensive line for Cincinnati is such a huge problem that mm. I if if it's such a back and forth game like you say I it would be pretty much like Cincinnati pretty much would win because the Rams would have have, have a defensive collapse mm-hmm. because I don't I don't feel like the Cincinnati defense could stop the Rams offense but I mean hey anything can happen it's it's a game you know mm-hmm. but. I, I, for me, What's your, who's I, winning and after, who's after all of that, that I said that the Rams should blow it out, I'm going to go with Cincy. Okay. Because of the hot hand of Joe Burrow. I just, I just feel like if there's ever a time when you need to win, there's very few it's, people it's, come in it's, hotter. Is when you're hot, hot AF. Look at Patrick Mahomes. You know, he sat a year, started mm. off hot. They didn't. They made it to the championship next year. Made it to the Super Bowl. Won next year. Made it back. Lost mm-hmm. this year. Made it to the championship. And every year it just gets harder. So right now, yeah. when like Cincinnati just made it, you got to win right now. But here's the thing, though. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to who wins that coin toss. And if the Bengals win the coin toss, they have to score in their opening drive because that's the only the only way that they can take the crowd out of it, mm. right? At least in like the sense of like to shake the tree a little bit, get that little proverbial like punch across the face. Hey, buddy, we're here. 
<laughs> like the Rams, like they had the home field advantage through the playoffs, I think, but they were outnumbered in in the stands. I know there's a Super Bowl, and you know ticket prices are high, Ridiculous. high, high. You know, but so hopefully the crowd can make a game. Rams better. from Elliott, Cincy, Bungles. Do I want to give a score? Do you want to give a score? Do I want to give a score? I would say. 28-25, Cincy. Okay. Okay, so like literally so, like 10 points less. No, that 10 points. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, it's yeah. within the range that, you know, Vegas gave, so I'm mm. a little bit above. I am picking for many of the same reasons that Elliot, in that the Rams' defense is money. Mm. Alan, you mentioned the, uh, the Bungles' offensive line is suspect. Mm. And... Some good old-fashioned AFC North hate. I am picking the Rams. Yeah. And it is going to be 30 to 20. Man, you took... You were, like, right in the middle. Yeah. Kind of. On the score, yeah. Yeah, we... Okay. But I will say this. Uh, no, just just think Brian was right. The Rams did get their start in Cleveland. Okay. So he is showing Cleveland some love. Hey. In a way. So <laughs> am I. What, what food? So, so am I. Not really. I said they got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was like, with what food in the menu? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I want to go with the Bengals because when the playoff bracket came out, I had the Bengals and the Packers in the final. Okay. So, they're they're my last team in, in my bracket, you know, so Bengals, so, baby. Elliot, did you happen to to catch did you happen to go back and watch what we said on YouTube for our picks for the Super Bowl? No, what did I I, I, I didn't either. <laughs> what did I say? The but winner? we were very I'm pretty sure we were both incredibly wrong. Oh yeah, you knew I was gonna be wrong because like well, I, was, I mean, it was a, almost a guarantee, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soccer player. <laughs> like, who doesn't even know the current soccer player rosters so, now? I think I might have picked Kansas City. It would surprise me if I did. Or did I pick Tom Brady? One of the two. Is this is this it, maybe? Well, it could have been like the NBA playoffs where we all picked the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I picked the Nets. Oh. And they were out quicker. Let's see. Is this where? So this is this is excellent radio. As I go through our YouTube, if it makes you guys feel any better, you guys have more episodes than what the Nets Big Three play together. So they only played like sixteen games. So guys, you guys you guys have been consistent, you know, throughout a year and a half to to have enough shows to outlast the Nets Big Three. Yeah. We outlasted James Harden's tenure in Brooklyn. Oh, oh sir. Hey. He was still in Houston when we started recording. Yeah, we did. And, and, you know, the, the thing is, is that, like, we, I think you and I both talked about on the show the pro- the potential problem of having Harden with, Ky- with Kyrie and KD on that team. I think you and I both talked about that. Lord knows I, 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 I didn't see that relationship working out at all. Um, when it comes because when, when, when it comes to KD and 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 Harden, it's like like most relationships. If you you come together, well, once that breaks up, you never really get back together again, right? Even if you try. When it comes to uh, Kyrie, Kyrie, it's just dysfunctional, 
third wheel of of that everything. Group. <laughs> like he is that he. I was saying the problem I have with Kyrie isn't that he's not talented. Yeah. Okay. No one's debating his talent. Like, but it's, 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 it's the guy that thinks that he's great. But really hasn't accomplished. What have you really accomplished, though? Your track record is one title with LeBron. But yeah, but prior to that, like you had four years, you were in the exact same situation that LeBron was when LeBron got drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And LeBron, after you know, first two years they didn't go to the playoffs. But the last two years before he left, they would have. Hold on, hold on. How did our Super Bowl party episode devolve into basketball? Because Because I just wanted to congratulate you guys. So what I'm saying is, is that so. And so you had, so you had that, and 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 so uh, he didn't. But Kyrie, oh, the same, same same situation, did not do anything with it. He didn't become relevant as a yeah. winner if he was going to be called one till LeBron showed up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and- Brooklyn Big Three is no more. Rest in your other cities. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden is becoming the Dwight Howard. Of of his group, Ooh, yeah, how many teams bouncing is that around? Four, three, four. This is Rockets. team number four. Yeah, it is. And um, and how long do you think the the GM is gonna put up with his shenanigans again? I mean, it's Dale Morey, so it's I, the same I mean, GM. Yeah, it's his it's his dude. I know, I know, it's the guy who inhibited you here and all that, you know. But so you know, where's part- the accountability? Well, James Harden looks like the James Harden went from being like MVP to looking like the guy from the YMCA that was like the, the gym rat. That's what he looks like. Now, 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 now grant you, he can beat me one on one, but I'm not paid millions of dollars to be great at playing basketball. He is right. I said, you know, like you know, you're out of shape when you go. Like this from experience because I tried to run down a first base line and pulled a hamstring. But again, I'm not because I call myself trying to run fast. James Harden. Should be at the top of his game, and, and look at him rocking a DJ in the end zone. Zed, baby, exactly, because <laughs> they need that. It's LA. It's LA. It is. Mm-hmm. So that is such a nice stadium, though. We ready to wrap up this Super Bowl party edition and get back to the actual Super Bowl party? Yes, That's fine with us. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. To the Super Bowl Spectacular edition of this podcast is none of those things. Catch us on Facebook. This podcast is none of those things. Catch our YouTube channel. This podcast is none of those things. Catch us on Instagram at this that those. Catch us on Twitter at this underscore those. Catch Elliot Eats, which will be on Elliot's pages, the podcast Facebook page. And uh, and the Instagram page, and are you putting it on the YouTube channel? Yes, I am. All right, so and, uh, we're gonna cover it all, and let's see what else we got. Email us. This podcast is none of those things at gmail.com. And Elliot, what you got? Oh, just make sure that whenever you do look up our shows that we do, the, the, the videos, check us out on the IGTV uh, station on this that those on Instagram. All right. Hit us with those subscriptions. Hit us with those ratings. And tell all your friends. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you. And we will see you next time.